Thank you for joining us for the FS Monroe podcast with Pastor Terrell Turner. Our vision is that as we teach faith and love, we can duplicate ourselves and lost others. So open your heart now to receive the ministry of God's Word. I thought I'd come over here today to just preach to you a little bit on the power of God. Somebody say the power of God. What is the power of God? And if you're listening to this podcast, I pray that the presence of God just invade wherever you are today. Power is the ability to do something. It is the right of authority. I feel bad for those who didn't come this morning because they're going to miss out. Uh, I got no amens on that one, but I heard I heard the ladybugs on that door. You'll see. Maybe y'all still doubting that I'm some slick 31-year-old college boy. But I've been touched by the power of God. And I've been in his presence all week long for you today. And he's got something for you. So at least your expectation to receive it, no matter who's here, who's not here. Uh, Power is the ability to do something, ladies and gentlemen. The power of God. It is the right to display Somebody say marvelous works. works. Does anybody need some marvelous works today in their life? I don't know about you, but I need a miracle. I I I said I need a miracle. There's a a few situations that I'm tired of dealing with. I done got ticked off. I want to say another word, but I'm I'm about had it now. And I, I need to see God destroy some stuff, and I, I didn't had it, so I thought I'd release something in here to play today, because I came to declare war. That word power in the Greek and in the Hebrew, I'm not trying to sound articulate, but it means dunamis. So when you say power, I'm not just saying power, but dunamis is the ability to perform. It is used 120 times in the New Testament, so God had something to say concerning power. Now, I know we're all adults, most of us in here, so when I thought about ability to perform, I think about those commercials about Viagra. So when you get a help in the age, you don't have the ability to perform anymore, but when you take that little blue pill, ah, you got some dunamis now. Watch out. What wasn't working now starts working, and what you couldn't do, now you can do. And when you get the power of God at work in your life, It's a little black pill. And now what you couldn't do, watch out now. Now you can do. You become Superman and you take them little clunky glasses off. That's Clark Kent. And and now you can do what can't be done. I'm talking about dunamis, Holy Ghost power. I've been drenched and I've been touched by the power of God today. And can't no devil I come to arrest you today. You can't stop me. You can't kill me. You can't keep me down because what's on me. It's greater than what's attacking me today in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Miasha. Ah, it resides in a thing by what a person puts forth. I understand what I'm trying to say is that the, the amount of effort that you put forth in your study, in your pursuit for God, that is the level of flow that he will release in your life. We just turn on the water in those toilets back there, and when we turn that valve, you could hear the increase of the water beginning to flow. And when you spend time in God's presence, he will increase the valve 
upon your life, and now the oil will begin to flow more and more. Speaking of power and toilets, uh, we uh, had some issues here last week because what actually happened, so they say, is that the pump outside stopped working. And it stopped working due to a lack of power. The electrical outlet uh, went out, I guess, through the freezing or whatever. So he had to go in there and he had to get a new pump. And they're getting an electrician to put the power back in there. And the power went out. And what happened, uh, the flow uh, from those toilets couldn't go. And there was a backup. Now, there might be some sewage in our own lives. There may be some stuff that's backed up and some stuff that's been stinking because it couldn't flush out because the power's been turned out. But I come to get you reattached today to the electrical plug that now when you tap in, what was backed up now can get flushed out and released. You're going, you'll get it after a while. Somebody say, I walk in the power of God. Turn with me, please, to Exodus chapter 9. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. A few things here today. Grab a hold onto it. Let it impart into your life. In Exodus chapter 9. Thank you, Lord. In Exodus chapter 9, I'll begin reading at verse 13. And the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh. Now, Pharaoh represents in your life what's been hardened. Pharaoh represents the hard taskmaster, somebody who's been trying to keep you down, push you down, and keep you from succeeding and keep you from moving forward. He said, he said unto uh, Pharaoh, Say unto him, thus saith the Lord. So now you can't talk to that person out of your own strength, out of your own mind, out of your ability. You got to go and say, thus saith the Lord. He said, say unto the God of Israel, uh, God of the Hebrews, let my people go. (laughs) That they may do what? Serve me. For I will at this time. Send all my plagues upon your heart. Understand that you're not fighting in your own strength and your ability. Stop trying to do what only God can do. God says, let me handle this because I'm the one who's going to send plagues. I'll be the one who will turn your captivity captive. Again, I remind you to stand still and to see the salvation of the Lord. Somebody tell your neighbor, stand still. still. Tell them, neighbor, stand still. still. And And see the salvation. Of the Lord. Verse 14, and you may know that there is none like me in all the earth. And I will now stretch out my hand and I will smite you and thy people with pestilence. And there shall be cut off from the earth. God wants to put his power on display. Now we've been talking about this in January. Uh, This is the last Sunday and this month and as we close uh, this transform series and as we move now into the rest of the year you're going to be empowered today to keep you all year long these remaining uh, 11 months hallelujah 
And so he says, now, I want to release. We've talked about how this is a year where God is going to separate the fakers uh, from the ones who are really connected with him. That now those who are experiencing his favor, that his manifestation upon your life will it will show those who are just playing church uh, that uh, you are the real church. He says, now tell uh, Pharaoh, uh, let my people go because I'm going to show him I'm God. He wants to release his power, but he wants to release it, somebody say, through me. Through me. He wants to release his power through you. Uh, also in the book of Exodus, a little uh, further, ex uh, out hodus away, uh, calling out away from us, what that word Exodus means. Uh, you're about to come out of some stuff today. Hallelujah. No matter what you're in today, you're about to come out. That's, that's, that's right. And receive that. Amen. He said, uh, the Bible says, when the time of the promise drew nigh. When the time of the promise drew nigh. I got to encourage myself this morning. When the time of the promise drew nigh. The Bible says the more the same Egyptians afflicted the people of God, the Bible says the more they increased and the more they multiplied. And I've come to announce to you today that if you are experiencing any kind of affliction, if you are experiencing any kind of pain or anguish, the more Satan would try to afflict you, that's a good indication of multiplication upon your life. That the more he tries to afflict you, the more you will multiply and spring forth. That there's nothing that can stop a person who's been marked and who's been touched and has been called a child of the living God. The more they try to put you down, the more you rise to the top. Because there's yoke destroying, burning removing power of God upon your life. You've been touched and you've been marked. He said, touch not my anointed and do my people no harm. I heard David said in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that would dare try to touch or come against the armies of the living God? And who is that bill? And what is this sickness? And who is this person that would dare try to touch one of my little ones? And I tell you today, you better get back Satan where you belong because you have no power and you have no authority. And I've come and they to serve notice upon you today that I've been marked and I've been touched and I am God's anointed, and you must get back. I stand as the representative of Almighty Heaven. I stand as the representative of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The power of God. Stop being a wimp. And stop crying. Stop caving in and stop giving up. And stop saying how hard it is. And stop being sad and despondent and being full of discouragement. Wake up, child of God. Power is upon you today. Thank you, Lord. In Psalm 66 and 3, David says, through your great power, the enemy will be destroyed. And today, any enemy that's facing you today, he shall be destroyed. He's had his last hurrah. He's had his last dance. He's had his last time to say, I got you. 
Satan, your time is over. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Turn now to Deuteronomy chapter 8. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. You're in the right place today. You're in the right place today. You're in the right church. You got the right man today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 11, Beware, take heed, that you don't forget the Lord your God. That you don't forget to keep his word, ladies and gentlemen, and his judgment, what he says is right and wrong. And keep his statutes, what I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full, God wants you to be full today, full of life, full of joy, full of peace. And have built goodly houses, that's for somebody today. He says you will build goodly houses, that's plural, not just one. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you today? So upon that word, you step out today. He said, you build goodly houses. In Isaiah 65 and 21, he says, they shall build houses. Hallelujah. I just gave somebody their answer today. And when they shall live there, so you won't just build it, but you're going to live inside of it. You ain't got to be afraid if you're going to be approved or not. He said you're going to build it and you're going to live in it. He said you'll build it and you're going to live in it. I'm talking to you today. Stop being scared. You're going to build it and you're going to live in it. You're not going to foreclose because you're going to live in it. And That's right. Two and three of them. And when your herds and your flocks, your cars are multiplied, I told you there's multiplication in the power of God. I, t- I told you that. You thought I was just playing around. And your silver and your gold, that's your money, has what? Multiplied. And you have multiplied. Remember, only God's power can do what can be done. Now, I wrote this down because I was studying this, and there was a, a statement that came to me. God says, make sure you hear from him before you hear from them. Because a whole lot of folks got their opinion. A whole lot of folks got something to say, and nine times out of ten, it ain't good anyway. They're going to critique and tell you what you can't do and how crazy it sounds and who you think you is, and you ain't better than all of us, and we was raised in the same chicken coop like all of us. But you hear from him before you take heed of what them had to say. Hallelujah. His power is greater than the power of the enemy. I don't care how loud the circumstance gets. It's barking at you. Yeah, them bills are barking at you. Them family members are barking at you. And the elements, it might be cold. It, it might be done, got hot as hell. I mean, I'm not cussing. I said hot as hell in your life. But you can't break. You make sure you break it. Don't let it break you. You've got more power than it has. You've got more strength than it has. You better know that you can outlast, outdo any storm that would try to come your way. Let me tell you what is greater on the inside 
is much more greater than what's on the outside. Because the Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. You can do it. You can do it. God's power sets us free from Satan. This is what I want to get in today. That was just your first course. Those were your cheese sticks at Applebee's. I'm about to, all right. I, I like ranch. And uh, now I'm going to give you the baby back ribs and the baked potato. <laughs> God's power sets us free from our thoughts. We've talked about that, how our thoughts now have to line up with God's word. And this right here, ladies and gentlemen, is, is the master key I'm not going to lie, I'm going to always be transparent with you. I'm going to always, Miss Ann told me this morning, she said, you're very easy to talk to. And that's the way I want it to be. I'm anointed, I'm a man of God, and I have no problem saying that. But I'm going to always be real with you and let you know. I'm struggling this morning. And Satan was trying to fill my thoughts. It's not going to work. And it was full last week, but it's going to be, look, ain't nobody going to come today. And, and so you ain't got nothing. And so I had to stir myself up by way of remembrance. Because the moment he starts talking, that's just a good indication that God is working. I'm trying to hold myself this morning. Anytime he starts talking, it's a good indication. You're in the right place at the right time. Don't you move and don't you quit. He said, be of a good courage and don't move. He said, I am the Lord and I don't change. His mercies are new every morning. And he will show up in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. We shall all be changed and so shall we ever be with the Lord. His power will renew and transform my thoughts life. When I don't feel like going, when I don't feel like getting up, when I don't feel like talking about it, I want to punch about it. His power will keep me. You don't understand what I'm trying to say. Maybe you haven't been there when folk are talking about you and you got to keep your mouth shut. He will fight for you on your behalf. Hallelujah. When the bills are coming in and it seems like the more you pay, the more it, it, they increase and didn't I just pay this bill? I just paid the daggum phone bill. He is fighting for you. Be of good courage. Don't be afraid. Don't start thinking defeat. Don't start thinking I'm going to get behind. Don't you even think I'm going to get put out. No. You belong to God. He loves you. He will not see you put out. He will not see you go under. Thank you, Jesus. His power has set me free. From negative thoughts. But to his power, I didn't have time to put this on the screen. I do apologize. His power sets me free from the sin that condemns. The Bible says in Romans 8, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And so just let me tell everybody in here, I don't care what you've done or what you didn't do don't matter. 
Today's a new day. A brand new year. Don't let anybody condemn you. I don't care what's been done. They, they, they not holy either. Me standing in this little teal suit, I, I ain't perfect. I, I got some stuff I can't share. We, we all got a testimony. Don't let nobody make you think they are God's cerebim because they straight from hell. Don't let nobody put you down. Don't let nobody tell you what you can't do or where you can't go. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There ain't none righteous, no, not one. And I can, you can fast and pray and cover yourself up and sprinkle holy water. You can do a, a long dress, so it don't matter. It, nothing you can do can make yourself holy. It's only by the blood of Jesus that can wash and cleanse and make new. His power sets you free from condemnation today. You walk in your freedom. You walk in your liberty. And don't let religion put you in bondage. I don't want to make nobody mad or you can't wear this or you can't wear that or it's got to be this length or it's got to be this color. The devil is a lie. You didn't save me. You didn't raise me. You didn't die for me. You didn't baptize me. <laughs> you, that's right. You're not going to fight for me. So, <sighs> His power has given me a a totally different lifestyle. Yeah. A totally different lifestyle. Already this morning testified about that. That I once was bound up, but now I'm free. His power gave me a brand new life that when I couldn't do it for myself. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how everybody's sitting there. But when you couldn't save yourself and you were frustrated and aggravated and looking for answers and saying where can I get out of this and then he showed up and took your nasty self and straightened you out and the fact that you were in church on a Sunday morning when you used to be in somebody else's bed this morning ate Cabo shot and you talking about hallelujah glory to God you gots to know God's power is great. You gots to know he's real. You gots to know he's worthy. Because can't nobody do me like Jesus. He's my friend. He's better than cake. He's better than mama. He's better than Christmas. He's better than man. He's better than any woman. Can't no girl with long hair. I, I, no, it don't matter. Can't nobody do me like my Lord and Savior Jesus. He's good on Monday. He's good on Tuesday. He's good on Wednesday morning. He's good on Thursday. He, he's good all the time. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed and happy and favored is the man that will put their trust and confidence in him today. Hallelujah. Woo. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not all his benefits who, who crown me with loving kindness and, and tender mercies. The Lord is glorious. He, he's slow to anger. Bless the Lord, all ye his angels who, who excel in strength and who do his commands. Praise ye the Lord. Praise him in the sanctuary. Praise him for his excellent greatness. 
praise him for his excellent splendor. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh God. Oh God. They said I wouldn't be here. They said I wouldn't make it. But God. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. God. Oh God. Oh, they laughed at me. They talked about me. Oh, but God said, no, that's my son. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Ah. Ah. Oh. oh, he's not finished with you yet. He's not done with you yet. You may not be where you want to be, but you're not where you used to be. And the book has not been written yet about you. I has not seen and they have not heard about what God is about to do in your life this year. I'm trying to set you up and I'm trying to tell you that this year they're going to have to shut their mouth. God is going to show up this year. I'm not being preachy. I'm not being religious. I'm trying to tell you what's about to take place this year. He's about to reveal his glory in your life because you decided I will not quit. Because you decided I'm going to hold fast. Because you decided I'm going to serve him in spirit. I'm going to serve him in truth. He says, now I can use you. And he's about to open up the glories of heaven and pour out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Woo. All right, come on, be seated, be seated, be seated. We got, we got, we got a ways to go. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. 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 I told you there's always movie or TV references. That's how God usually speaks. So I'm up there drinking my water. And y'all remember the old 1970s Batman? Batman. And then then, they would always go at the end. Uh, the penguin or the joker would it have Batman and Robin in some in, impossible situation. They'd be tied up yeah. over a, a big bowl of acid and they'd be getting lower and lower. Yeah. And the announcement would come on and say, is this the last hurrah? Yeah. Will Batman be able to come out and save the day? Yeah. And I hear your enemies saying, is this the last hurrah? 
Is she really going to make it? Is she really crazy? They're over there, that new, brand new church, what's going on? But let me tell you, when it looks like it's impossible, when you're, when you're just about to go under, when it's just about to be taken out, that's when he shows up on the scene and does the impossible. I don't know, I can't explain it, I don't know why, but he always shows up right on time. I can't explain that. But you may think it's late. You, it, it'll be the day is due. And you get a telephone call and somebody you ain't talked to in 15 years. I, I just want to send you some money. I don't know why. He just shows up. That's just to let you know I got this. Just to let you know I, I'm still God. I'm still Jehovah. You ain't got to fear today. You ain't got to worry about it. He got them kids. He, he got it, man. Stop. Don't let your hair turn gray. Keep, keep shaking it. Let, it, let it. let your soul glow. Just let it Vidal Sassoon. Let it bounce all day long. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Shake it anyway. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. You put your right foot in. You put your right foot out. You put your right foot in. You shake it all about don't make him think he's broken you. He's defeated today. Uh, God's power set us free, giving us a totally different lifestyle. And God's power caused me to love now and not to hate. Thank you, Jesus. I love now. I respond with care. I respond with compassion. I respond like Jesus responded. Not like some crazy person. I know we all can go ghetto sometimes. And sometimes, I'm going to be honest, sometimes you need to go ghetto sometimes. Let folk know. I ain't the one to mess with. <laughs> I say hallelujah, but uh, don't start nothing, won't be nothing. <laughs> but we love. Amen, we love. Now to bring this on in, in my 20 minutes left, give you five things. I didn't write it down, I'm sorry, but I believe you're going to get it. So God's power now keeps us we understand now there's something on us. But there is an enemy that is in front of us that some of us are facing today. And there may be an obstacle. There may be something in your life, maybe in your marriage, maybe in your family, maybe in your body, in your physical body. Maybe you've been dealing with some kind of affliction. Or maybe you've been dealing with some third-party situations that, uh, like I said, need God to just do his Mr. Clean. Because I'm holding my mule this morning. Somebody say, How, how to, evict to evict the devil. I'm going to talk to the ladies right quick for a second. Can I talk to y'all? Have any of y'all in y'all backsliding days?
when you was backsliding in the world. Any of y'all ever had a no good man? <laughs> Henry didn't want to work. Henry wanted to drink all day. He won't treat you right. He just wanted to just, he was no good. There came one little moment where the ghetto came out. And you said, hey, Henry, it's time for you to pack your bags and get something out of here. I'm paying all the bills anyway. You ain't no help. You ain't no good. You ain't no good. You ain't no good. It was time to evict him. Time to get him out. Time to tell him to get, hit the road, Jack. I've come to announce he has let, Satan has made his bed comfortable, but today we're going to tell him it's time for you to get out. Get out of my finances. Get out of my family. Get out of my children. Get out of my wallet. Get out of my mind. Get up out of my body. I've come to announce your eviction papers are here. I'm serving you your papers, Satan. It's time for you to, to go. Who is he? He's a thief. He's a robber. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the Bible calls him the God of this world. He's blinded the minds of those who believe not. What happens when they believe? The light of the glorious gospel will shine upon them. The light of the truth. The gospel is the truth. Okay? That's what the gospel means. Good news. And so now when you receive the good news, your eyes become open to the truth. And now you can't be tricked any longer. He's the God of this world. Satan didn't kill them babies up there in Newtown. That's the God of this world. Some special man who kind of cuckoo up there. He, he, missed a, he missed a few uh, daycare lessons. Didn't say his ABCs. And he allowed Satan to use him. He's a thief. He's a robber. He's infiltrated the music. He's infiltrated the airwaves. And that's why we have to support Christian television and Christian radio. We, we have to support it. Because the God of this world is using the airwaves. He's the prince of the power of the air. He's infiltrated government. Hello. He's the God of this world. The Bible calls him, again, a thief. In John 10, 10, the Bible says, The thief comes not forth but to steal, to kill and to destroy. Anything that's been stolen, anything that's trying to be destroyed in your life, it's the devil. So today, I'm going to teach you not put up with that. You don't got to put up with mess. You got to put up with jack and drama. There's power on the inside of you. He's the accuser. In Revelations chapter 12 and verse 7, the Bible says he's the accuser of the brethren. He's going to tell you what you can't do, how it won't work, how it won't happen, how you'll never get married, how nobody don't love you, nobody don't want you, and every kind of lie. He's a, he's a liar, that's what he is. He's the father of lies, the Bible calls him. 
when he speaks the same way everything God speaks has to come to pass, everything God says is truth, everything Satan says is false. So don't believe it. You're a winner. You're on top today. And he comes to condemn in 1 Timothy chapter 3. Again, anything that brings condemnation, anything that makes you feel lower than what you really are, that's the devil. Doctrine, man-made doctrine, that comes to put you in condemnation, to lord over you, to manipulate you. That's, that's, that's it's Satan masquerade. It's, it's, it's Satan mask. Understand that. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Amen? All right. Let's get into this. Amen. Y'all with me? Turn to Matthew chapter 8. <clears throat> Give you a few more, more scriptures here. Let me prove this to you. Matthew chapter 8. <clears throat> I'm glad I came today. It's a good church. <laughs> Amen. I received that. <clears throat> the Bible says, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Now, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I said Matthew, I'm quoting now. <laughs> Second, I'm quoting from 2 Corinthians. Uh, in chapter 10, the Bible says, the weapons of our warfare, they're not of, of flesh, they're not carnal, but they are mighty through God, and they pull down strongholds. Uh, have any of y'all ever been in the fight? Watch out now. We got some violent people. Amen. Now, now, preaching man, up here, clean cut as me. I've been in a fight one time. One time. One fight. Dude about this big. Remember? <laughs> we were playing basketball. And... Uh, you know, I didn't want to be Jordan. I wanted to be Scottie Pippen. I was, you couldn't tell me I wasn't Baby Pippen for nothing. War 33, had my little Reeboks on, you know, ninth grade. You know, we just, you know, come on, you, come on. We on, we on the court, you know, little Justin. <laughs> now, I'm 6'1 in high school. Justin, I don't know how, five something. And so, you know, when I go down, make my little layup, I always would drive him up with my knee. So I caught, you know, he already this tall. So I caught Justin right in the, right in the, right in the rib cage. And, oh man, you playing dirty, yada yada yada. You ain't nothing, you know. We going back and forth, and you know, you know. <laughs> was you there? I thought I saw. And so, and so we was fine. We was cool. But then he he hit that spot. You know what? And F you, and F your mama and your daddy. Oh, <laughs> oh you done did it now. I beat Justin down. I sure did. <laughs> but our weapons, so maybe you, some of y'all maybe have fought dirty. Some of y'all may have had brass knuckles. Some of y'all may have had some switchblade knife. And it, <laughs> some of y'all came from the street, and you just had, you had lefty and righty. 
But the Bible says now our weapons in our fight, they're not of this world. In fact, they are so mighty, they pull down strongholds. And sometimes the things that we face, there's some situations that you just can't figure out. And they don't want to move. And they don't want to change. And they don't want to shift. That's a stronghold. We need some spiritual weapons now. That's, that's some stuff that we can't deal with. We need some spiritual stuff. So number one, our first weapon is the word of God. Praise God. Somebody say the word of God. In Matthew chapter 8, you've got to be there by now. In verse 5, and when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion uh, asking of him, beseeching or asking of him. Now, a centurion was a Roman soldier, commanded about 100 people, okay? So he, he was over some, uh, some smaller people, but he had captains over him. He was in what we call middle management in corporate. <laughs> he said, hey, Lord, Jesus, my, my servant, uh, he lies at home. He's sick of the palsy. He's paralyzed. He can't move. He is grievously tormented. And Jesus said, hey, you know what? I will come. I'll come heal him. Now, the story could have ended just like that. And Jesus would have left and went to go heal him. Uh, I'll prove that because he did it with Jairus. Remember, he came and he said, hey, my daughter's dead. I need you to come and I need you to come minister to her. And Jesus went over there and he, he healed her. But the centurion understood something that most people don't ever get. He said, hey, you don't need to come. I understand what you operate in because I understand authority. I'm under authority and I have authority. When I tell somebody to go do it, they better hop to it. And when somebody tells me to do something, I don't question it. I don't doubt it's not my place. I just go do it. Jesus said, hey, whoa, this, this, this ungenerate person, he, he gets it. When you speak my word, it happens. I don't need to come by here, Lord. And when you speak the word, angels begin to get busy. The Holy Ghost begins to work. God begins to come on the scene. You ain't got nothing to fear about. You got the angel, the Holy Ghost. I mean, stuck. it's working all the time. When you're in the shower, God is working. When you're at work, God is working. Your, your unsaved son, he's working right now while you're in church. The Holy Ghost is arresting him. He is uh, just, oh, the word works. So don't doubt. Somebody say, I will. I will. Send the word. Send the word. Weapon number two, the blood of Jesus. Hebrews chapter nine. I'm just giving you scriptures to back up or to prove what I'm giving you. Hebrews chapter nine. Hebrews chapter 9. Power of the blood. In Hebrews chapter 9. <clears throat> you there? Somebody shout glory if you're there. So one person shouted. See, that's, that, was, that was a shout right there. But Christ has become a high priest. Verse 11 of Hebrews 9. A high priest of good things to come. I told y'all this was a great year. By a greater and more perfect tabernacle. I told you it was a good church. Not made in great church, she said it, yeah. Not made with hands, that is to say, of this building. 
We weren't made by the blood of goats and, and cows. But by his own blood. Somebody say his own blood. He entered one time into the holy place and obtained for us an eternal, everlasting, cannot be touched redemption. Ladies and gentlemen, the blood of Jesus won the battle. When he was up there on the cross and they pierced his hands and his feet, that was for you. When they took that uh, spear and stabbed him in the side, the Bible says blood and water flowed. That was our cleansing. Amen? That was for you. That was for me. That we wouldn't have to struggle in this life. The blood of Jesus is a weapon that so many Christians forget to use. Plead the blood over your family. The blood of Jesus. I bind you. We got to bind the devil sometimes. When he starts showing up and cutting up and acting the fool, I bind you in the name of Jesus. The blood I plead against you. You have no authority here. You understand in the book again of Exodus, they took the blood of the ram and they, they, they painted the blood on the left, on the top and on the right. And when the death angel came, he passed over and he could not harm the people of God. And you have the blood of Jesus over you. When you said, Lord, come into my heart and I make you my Lord and Savior, he painted his blood on your heart. He said, we've been circumcised, the Bible says, in our hearts. The blood is on you today. He can't touch you. He can't have you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Sin has no more dominion over you because you belong to God now. You're in a new family today. Frustration can't have you. Depression can't have you. Low self-esteem can't have you. Bondage can't have you. Cigarettes can't have you. Hello. Sex can't have you no more. Hello. You are belong to God now. Praise God. Lack and poverty can't have you anymore. Your days of frustration are over, and when it tries to come up again, the blood. The blood. You're trespassing. The blood. Get back. The blood. You cannot cross this bloodline. When's the last time you pleaded the blood? The blood, the blood. That's power. Wonder-working power. In the precious blood of the Lamb. That's the weapon you have today in your arsenal. Acts chapter 16 now. We're almost there. Acts chapter 16. I got two more, okay? Acts chapter 16. We're almost there. Giving you your weapons. I'm going to give you something to fight with today. Stop laying down. Stop complaining. Stop talking about how bad it is. Do something about it. You know, when that person talked too much noise, you did something about it. When Satan starts talking some noise, it's time to do something about it. This is what you do. Acts chapter 16, weapon number three, the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. In Acts 16 and 13, and on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by the river where prayer was supposed to be, where prayer was being made, and spake unto the women. And a certain woman named Lydia, who sold purple, uh, who worshiped God, heard of us, whose heart the Lord opened. 
Verse 15, when she was baptized in her household, she besought us, saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and abide here. And she constrained us. There's power in the name of Jesus. The Bible says there's no name given among uh, men whereby we might be saved. But at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess. Whether they want to right now or not, one day every knee is going to bow and declare that he is Lord. Whether they do it now, whether they acknowledge Christ or not now, one of these days, soon and very soon, we're going to see the king. And hopefully you'll be on his side when that day comes. But Jesus, he said, if I be lifted up, he said, I'll draw all men unto me. And so this church is going to grow because Jesus is lifted up here. This is a place where he is Lord and where his presence and his love is felt. So uh, at the name of Jesus, cancer must bow its knee. The name of Jesus, hot blood pressure has to bow its knee. You ain't got to put up with it at the name of rebellion. It's got to go. Jesus is greater. And so sometimes when you ever been driving in your car and some knucklehead cut you off or some uh, semi tractor trailer 18, uh, you was in his blind spot and he he started to come over and you just said, Jesus, and his truck just slide on over. There's power, wonder, working power in the name. There's something about that name, Jesus. It is the sweetest name. I know. <laughs> Ain't that what they say? Something about that name when you just, just say Jesus. Next time you get the fuss and argue, hey, uh, Jesus. Watch what happened. Just, just, I, I dare y'all. I dare you. Go, go into work on Monday morning. Jesus. What? Huh? What? It's just something about that name. When, when we pray, when they say we go on, on the ball field, if they let you pray at the, at, the, at the football game, you can pray in Allah. You can say praise be, shabash, shabong, whatever. But don't you dare say Jesus. They're going to call CBS, NBC. They're going to call them all. And there's something the, the devil understands if I can just keep them from saying that name. Because the very mention of that name it just jogged his memory about what happened that day when he thought he was all big and bad, but he went down to the lower parts of the heaven and spanked his butt in his backyard and pulled his drawers down and made him walk around all his little buddies with all his stuff hanging out. Just embarrassed him. He, rem- he just remembers, wait a minute, I got toe up. Jesus. Somebody say, somebody say, Jesus. Jesus. Say it again, Jesus. Jesus. Say it one more time, Jesus. Jesus. Now say Peter. Peter. Ain't the same. Jesus. Jesus. Get a little goosebumps on your neck. There's power in the name of Jesus. Just begin to speak his name, declare his name. In your car, Jesus, Lord, I Jesus, you're so wonderful. Holly. Jesus, I, w- I had to stop on the, at the gas station this morning at, at, on Wesley Chapel, and I was, I was in there getting a, a tea, and I was praying in the Holy Ghost, and, and all of a sudden, I just got joy, and before I knew it, I'm praying loud, full blast now. Oh, hallelujah, glory to God, and them two little white ladies pour, uh, you know, 
I pray some of it trickled on them because, you know, they was looking at me strange, but at that point it didn't matter. You can't be afraid. You can't be ashamed. Don't you, don't you, don't you punk out. Don't, don't, don't do that now. That's what my dad would say. Don't, don't do that. You don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm going to send you one warning. You don't, you don't want to do that now. One more. Another weapon. Somebody say, pray in the Holy Ghost. 1 Corinthians 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. First Corinthians chapter 14. I know they may say that we're kind of crazy and we babbling and, and dabbling. <laughs> but the Bible says, B-I-B-L-E, in First Corinthians chapter 14. In verse 2, he says, but whoever speaks in an unknown tongue will speak not unto men, but unto God. Because no man understands when we speak in that tongue. I know it sounds crazy because we don't understand. He says, but the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, when you, in your heavenly language, you speak the perfect will of God. It means that you're praying exactly what needs to be said at the right time. Well, sometimes we may get tricked up in our words, or we might not know God's will concerning the situation, but when we pray, the Bible says we pray mysteries. We pray the answers to those situations. And the Bible says in Jude, uh, verse 20, that when we pray, we build ourselves up in our most holy faith. That's the perfect faith right there when you pray in the Holy Ghost. So we are a spirit-filled church, and there's, there's power when you pray in the Holy Ghost. And a lack of power is because we're not praying. Tell the truth. In the Holy Ghost. We're doing too much talking. Not enough praying. That's your power source. That's what connects you. To the socket. Amen. When I did that I was reminded of when I was about three years old. I saw a socket. And I saw my mama's keys. And I thought that was the ignition. And I thought key goes to socket. But keys don't go to socket. <laughs> I found that out. <laughs> Big black spot right there. <laughs> the wall. Last one. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ain't leave yet, did you? We had the baby back ribs. Now here comes what y'all want? Hot, hot fudge Sunday? Brownie? Or y'all want apple pie? Which one? The apple pie? Okay. And a brownie. Hot fudge Sunday. We got it all. Here we go. Weapon number five. So we had uh, the first weapon was the word of God. You remember that? Yes, sir. The second weapon was the power of the blood. Amen. You got that? The third weapon is the name of Jesus. That's right. Talk to me. Uh, the fourth weapon was praying in the Holy Ghost. Your fifth and final weapon, ladies and gentlemen, is praise. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost on that one. Turn to Psalms chapter 8. Psalms chapter 8. Hallelujah. Psalms chapter 8. Psalms 
Chapter 8. Come on, get there. You got to see this. Are you there? Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent, I told y'all, is his name in all the earth, who has set your glory above the heavens, out of the mouth of babies and sucklings, have you ordained strength because of the enemies, that you might steal the enemy and the avenger. That you might steal the enemy and the avenger. There's something about praise. Something about praise. Now, I know we ain't got no drummer just yet. He's on the way and the keyboard player and the guitar player. But they didn't have those. They had some trumpets in the back day. And I know we don't have an organ either. I'd like a Hammond B3 right about now. We go to church for real. <laughs> but something about praise. I'm not talking about a praise break. I'm not talking about the boom tap, boom tap. But understanding of why we praise. Because praise is an expression of your faith. That I'm going to rejoice in his goodness of what he's already done. Not what he's about to do. It's already done. He said it's finished. And so I praise him for what is about. What he's already manifested in my life. Now the Bible says he inhabits. Kobasha, the praises of his people. It means he lives. God lives in our praise. So when I say hallelujah. When I say a thank you Jesus. When I begin to clap my hands and stomp my feet. I make a habitation. I built God a house. You have to understand that this is why it's so important to come to church doing the praise and the worship. I, I know some folks who say, I'm only going to go for the word. We have to understand this part is not for God. The word is for you. He is the living word. He's breathing into you to make you strong. But see, praise is for God. This is when I, I take time to minister unto him and, and to bless his name. The Bible says praise belongs to God. And so when I, when I create an atmosphere for him, he, he decides to come on down in, in the midst of us and make his presence known. I, I'm reminded of a particular situation how there was the children of Israel, there was uh, the children of Moab, the children of Ammon, and the children of Mount Seir in Second Chronicles chapter 20. And they were encamped around God's people. And the man of God says, I need you now to begin to sing and to praise the Lord. And some of y'all might be surrounded by some adversaries today. I don't know what they are. Only you know what they are. Some adversaries in your mind that's trying to plague and hold you down. Something that's trying to defeat you this morning. But the Lord said, when you begin to sing and praise the Lord, he will set ambushments around them. And your enemies will turn on one another and will destroy one another. You ain't got to do nothing but your glory to God, your hallelujah, your praise be unto him. It creates an atmosphere and things begin to change. It reminds the devil, I have an earth suit and I speak and I have what you wanted and I reign and I walk in my authority. So my praise, it creates a place for God to work. 
I'm reminded of another situation over in Acts chapter 15 where Paul and Silas were locked up and they were chained and they were bound. And the Bible says they were in the middle prison. They were in isolation. They were in solitude. They were in the hole, if you will. And so the Bible says when they began to praise the Lord, the Bible says the foundation shook and the shackles chained. The Bible says then, according to that word, if you're shackled today, if you are bound, if you will begin to praise God, every band of wickedness will fall off. And I know sometimes you don't feel like praising. I know sometimes it looks bad. But it takes a step of faith. If you'll just say, uh, hallelujah, if you'll just say, uh, <laughs> if you'll make yourself praise, I'm telling you, you'll see the hand of God move. I'm reminded of a situation in my life when I was confronted with a day where I had some bad news and I, I received an evil report and it was bleak and it was, it was terrible and it was, it was not good and tears flowed down my eyes and I, I had to catch myself and I said, Lord, I, I know what I've just heard and I know what's happened, but I know what has already happened. Yeah. And so I had to make myself, I began to say, I will live and I will not die and I, I will declare his word. And it, it wasn't what I, what I, it was, I wasn't in church and the choir wasn't singing. I didn't have no piano. I didn't have no choir robe, but I had my praise. I had my praise and praise led me into my breakthrough. And, you might need a breakthrough this day. I don't care how you may look in your jacket, but sometimes you got to take some stuff off. And it don't matter what you got on, but I need to praise my God because he's been too good to me for me to sit down on him. Praise steals the enemy. It stops him in his tracks. He says, wait a minute, I, I can't go any further. The season has changed. I used to travel. And around September, you get a lot of cold air and a lot of hot air. Creates some pressure and it creates something called turbulence. And you may be experiencing some turbulence today. But any time you've experienced turbulence, it's just an indication that your season has changed. And I came today, this little young 31-year-old preacher, God said, come over to Monroe, North Carolina, and announce to my people and tell them their season has changed. You might have been an ice storm long enough. Stuff's been frozen. Stuff's been dried up. But I come to announce to you your season has now changed. And the turbulence you've experienced it's just an indication that what you've gone through has just brought you through. Ah, and you are now in a new season. The sun has now shined. It has now opened up into a new day. So I want you to take about 15 seconds and let forth a glorious praise and announce in the atmosphere, my season has changed. The shift has occurred. Get back, Satan. I'm on the prowl right now. Hallelujah. It's in your praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're not crazy. We're not crazy. We're not crazy. It's my breakthrough. 
I got some stuff that needs to brush forth. Get out of my way. It's my time. It's my season. You've waited long enough. You have fasted. You have prayed. You have fasted. You have prayed. You have cried. And God has said, today, today, I'm showing up. That's why I praise. That's why I clap my hands. That's why I rejoice. Because my day is today. Declared in the atmosphere, today is my day. It's too long. I got one more. I got one more. As I was driving in, I pulled up on the parking lot. And God said, say this. Tell my people this. You remember in the book of Joshua, chapter 7, they had waited for so long for their promise. They could have gotten there in six days, but because of some wrong decisions, it took them 40 years. And that's okay. We've made some bad choices. We're human. It's all right. Pick yourself back up. You got to deal with it, but it's okay. Be a man, be a woman, it's okay. You may have made some bad choices, but that's all right. If we, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse of all unrighteousness, people may put you down, but the Lord will always lift you right back on up, and he'll put you right back where you left off. That's what's so good about him. That's what's so good about his love. And they finally got to the place they'd prayed for, had waited for, that had been promised to them. You've been waiting for some stuff. You've been asking God, where are you? Father, where are you? Need you, Jesus. And they finally could see what had been promised for them. But something was still blocking their way. It's a big wall. The Bible says that their city was straightly shut up. None went in and none came out. And you might be experiencing that today where nothing is going in. Nothing is going out. Things are shut up. And the wall of adversity has tried to keep you from experiencing your land that's been promised to you. Whatever that is, only you. Bible gave them some instructions. He said, according to my word, not the pastor, not the musicians, not religion, not what you feel. You know, it feels nice. You know, his presence makes us tingle. He says, I want you to praise according to my word. My word. When you will lift up your voice and shout like you've never shouted before, I will cause every wall to crumble. Think about that. They had enemies. They had, they had people that were bigger and stronger and mightier to them. But they didn't have to lay one sword. Their praise killed every enemy. God did the work. And God says, 
I want you to picture an old medieval castle now. You know, King, King John or whoever, some old English castle, all built up and your stuff on the inside. Your place of joy, your next promotion, your next job, salvation for your household, peace in your family, in your marriage, a breakthrough in, in, in a new home, whatever, whatever it is, your land of breakthrough, only you know what it is because it's personal to you. I know what it is for me. He says, my praise in your mouth will not just slingshot you, but in those medieval times, they had what's called a catapult. Help me, somebody. And the catapult would launch you from where you were. I told you it's a new season. It will launch you from where you were and put you over the wall into your land. Your praise today is going to take you from where you are and put you where you want to be. Your praise today will take you from where you used to be to where you should be. Your praise today will overcome any wall, overcome any adversity, overcome any storm, overcome any enemy. Your praise today in your mouth announces to the heavens that I am victorious, that I've overcome, that I am a winner, that I'm not going anywhere. Now somebody give God a show enough praise in this house this morning. Woo! Come on, praise him. Come on, praise him. Thank you for joining us today. We always appreciate to hear how God is moving in your life. No matter where you are in life, we'd love to hear your story. Please visit fsmonero.org. Also, if the message you heard touched your life and you would like to support this ministry financially and make a difference around the world, you can do so by visiting fsmonero.org and click on the Give link. We thank you.